0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I have a running back that we can buy low and that's Damian Pierce. It it doesn't look amazing at first glance on paper, but there are a few reasons why it can get better. And I'm not saying that Pierce is going to be like an RB1 or anything like that anytime soon. He's been a low-end RB2 at best. you know, and, And at times, he's just a flex play. Like, In terms of, like, playing him, you don't feel great about it, right? But things should get better. Okay, a few reasons. The first is that his share in the backfield just got significantly better. He had 100% of the running back carries in week four. I'm sorry. He had 100% of the carries in week five. Okay, Devin Singletary, according to Fantasy Life's utilization report, was getting 28% of the rushing work over the first four weeks of the season. Two of those weeks, he had a 39% share and a 36% share, okay? That's significant enough to downgrade Pierce, especially if he's only getting work on early downs, which he still is, by the way. But if he's going to get 80% or more of the rushing work, let alone 100% like he did last week, things should get better, okay? And there's a chance that he can be a high-end RB2 soon enough. The Texans' offense is way better than we thought it was going to be, right? He just got two key offensive linemen back right, this past week, Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, okay? And in weeks one through four, Pierce had the fifth highest rate of being stuffed. Okay, okay, let's just, everyone calm down, okay? Uh, (laughs) And, you know, and, and and that should get better, okay? Now, the production on 20 carries for Pierce wasn't amazing this past week in week five, but they were also playing the Falcons, right? Who, like the week before, they saw Travis Etienne, he had the same amount of carries as Pierce did, and he had less production. OK, so 24 and 20 carries over the last two games for Pierce. The volume is there. He should have a big game here soon. Pierce is still ninth among 30 qualified running backs in missed tackles force per attempt. He was first in that category last year ahead of Nick Chubb. OK, and this year, you know, fifth overall in most missed tackles this season. So, you know, he's not, not getting passing down work, right? He, he's going to get goal line work, though. This offense is, you know, ascending. So he is a game script dependent running back. No doubt he's in that Brian Robinson category, but he does have a little bit more upside because he's on a better offense. Okay. So if you're looking for an RB two that you don't have to give up so much for, I think he's a solid target.
1: Yeah. And you you mentioned you could put him in that Brian Robinson bucket, but I would say that Damien Pierce is a little bit more talented. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, Brian Robinson, he's definitely someone that the commanders want to use, but Damian Pierce is much more talented. And I think that you're right. You're onto something. If this game script goes his way, like Damian Pierce, he hasn't had that big game yet. Go for it. Because chances are the person that has Damian Pierce right now has been like super watered down in terms of, you know, like the returns that he's given them. They're looking at Damian Pierce probably as an expendable piece. And they probably feel better about starting him as a flex right now than they do as the RB2, which they drafted him to be. But that doesn't mean he can't be that. You know, all those stats that you picked out right there, I would have leaned into. And you mentioned too, Also, that the offensive line is going to be getting better. That's going to be a big difference. You know, it's it's not a small thing when you get your offensive line back that it can get a lot better. It's not a small thing for a running back. So I'm in on Damian Pierce, too, here. I don't think he's a bad uh, pick as a buy at all. Um, It's just interesting because the Texans have been passing the ball so much. He got a high workload last week. I'm interested to see how they look in these next few weeks, where there's actually tougher matchups for them on paper in terms of the passing game. You know, they're going to be playing the Saints and that kind of thing. So I, I'm a fan. I like the, I like the call there. If there's another running back that you want to buy, now this one might be a little bit more obvious. You know, obviously Damian Pierce hasn't had that production yet. This is a guy that I'm going to talk about that's had that production already, but two of his past three games, not so hot. And that's Kyron Williams from the Rams. The awesome thing about this guy is that even when he has a bad week, you know, the utilization, it's still really good to the point that you don't feel as bad about the low production. Like, if he's getting 15 touches in a game script that's way behind anyway and he's beating anybody else out in the backfield for those touches, like, you you can't feel that bad about Kyron Williams. You know, Ronnie Rivers hasn't been a factor. And granted, like like I just mentioned, the competition for touches in that backfield isn't that great. But he's locking it down. There's nothing wrong with what Kyron Williams is doing. As long as it keeps happening, we're going to be happy for him. I mean, how successful did we expect Kyron Williams to be in a game against a tough Eagles front and in a game that they were playing from behind? Like we could have guessed probably going into this game that they were going to be behind. Now, I did have him ranked as a top 10 running back. So that's one thing. You know, that's based on the ceiling that he could have turned around last week, but he didn't really come through. And But that's fine, because we talked about the utilization that's there. If Williams would have scored a touchdown last week, there wouldn't be an opening to buy him this week, going into a solid stretch of games. Features two back-to-back matchups against teams inside the top 12 for most points allowed to the position. Arizona this week is allowing the fourth most fancy points to running backs, by the way, and that's who the Rams play this week. He's still got a stranglehold on the backfield. All the work is his. He took a season-high 92% of the team's RB carries against the Eagles, also putting up a 76% route participation. So nothing's changed from utilization standpoint. Two quiet games out of three since week three should be enough to give his current manager a little bit of cold feet. You know, they might be willing to move off of him, and you can take advantage of that if they're open to selling. I think that he's a really nice target right now. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you have Kyron Williams already, you're not going to be selling him. But anybody who isn't as attached or in tune with the utilization numbers that we're seeing, you know, they might be willing to move off of him if they're just one of those box score guys that look at it and be like, what are you doing for me just in terms of production? I think you could go get Kyron Williams at a pretty good price right now.
0: Yeah, it's all about the way that Sean uses this guy. It's all about the Rams. It's all about this offensive line actually creating. This offensive line I thought was going to really be bad, but they're not yeah. bad. Right, and they've actually created uh, a lot of yards before contact, which is actually what is allowing a an average talent like Kyron Williams to succeed. Um, if you look at the numbers here, like force missed tackles per attempt, average yards after contact per attempt, terrible. So this is not a somebody who is a talented running back. Okay, this is somebody who is being placed in a role that just just like outputs fantasy points, right? And that's what's happening yeah. here. He's good enough where he's able to do it. And also, he's versatile, right? Like he's very, very involved in the receiving game. He's being targeted a ton. So this is what you want, you know? Unless the Rams make a move for a running back, it, it, there's nothing happening here. A lot of people are worried that the rug's going to get pulled out from under Kyron Williams at some point. And I get the concern there because of the fact that he's not the screaming talent that they found. But at the end of the day, you know, he he's getting the work. And he is getting, like, top five, you know, weighted opportunity among all running backs right now. Okay, that's exactly what yeah. you want. Opportunity is king. Okay, so so I, I agree, man. If you if there's any way that you could pull Kyron Williams off a team right now, I think that is a great move. Okay, we talked about this before the season, that Tao Lockett has five straight seasons with eight-plus touchdowns. The only player that can say that, He's had two yeah. touchdowns this year, both coming against the Seahawks in week two. Against the Seahawks. He, he play the Seahawks <laughs> against the Lions uh, in week yeah. two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> uh we know the type uh of games Lockett can have, right? He's underperformed in the other three games that he's had. They're coming off the bye now. Uh and yes, his matchups, you know, coming up aren't really like amazing ones, but it's never really mattered a whole lot for Lockett, right? He was kind of like matchup independent right in games that weren't great matchups like he'll come through okay so he's actually leading all wide receivers right now in end zone targets this year and he had a bye week all right not red zone targets end zone targets and he only has one end zone target that turned into a touchdown to show for it so more touchdowns are coming for lockett uh also according to fantasy life data he's leading the seahawks in target share he's leading them in air yards He's leading them in with 64% of the end zone targets, yet he's currently the wide receiver 48 on the year. Okay. So this isn't going to stick. This is a good opportunity to buy low right now. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a good call.
1: And this is the thing. The fact that his this is Tyler Lockett we're talking about is going to turn people off to it. Cause like he's not one of those guys where you draft him and feel like it's a home run or you have him in your lineup. Starting him, it doesn't feel like a fantastic thing to do, but he's just been solid every single year like you mentioned for the past five years and it's only week six he's got plenty of time to make good on that eight plus touchdown streak I think it's going to happen like you mentioned the utilization has looked like the utilization that's gotten him that streak of touchdowns you know per season so there's nothing wrong with Tyler Lockett here oddly enough like I'm still amazed this is just something that I noticed like that DK Metcalf doesn't get more targets just more usage overall because he's just such a specimen but there's plenty of mouths to feed in this offense. Kenneth Walker having a few good games also doesn't really help when he's running the touchdowns in at the goal line. You know, sometimes that would be Tyler Tyler Lockett territory. The thing about Tyler Lockett is in the red zone, when they're throwing to the end zone, he's one of the best off-script receivers in the league. You know, he's just going to find a spot in the defense to get open. And Geno Smith has taken advantage of that before. It hasn't happened these past couple weeks, but like you mentioned, he'll get back to doing his thing. And I, I think that buying low you can buy him really low right now cuz he's had terrible output, you know, these past couple of weeks. I got another buy. It's another wide receiver, but much younger than Tyler Lockett. It's Zay Flowers. Now, he has looked like Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Like I know Mark Andrews is in this offense, but when you talk about wide receivers like we well, haven't seen this really from Lamar Jackson since Mark Andrews and him have been a tandem, you know what I mean? Zay Flowers is challenging for that title, if not already taken it. He has seen 24% target share in four out of five games. He has 30% target share over the entire season. That's top 12 in the NFL, you know, just among any wide receivers. And he he hasn't been below 15% target share in a game this season, 30% area yard share in the season. These numbers are all fantastic. He's getting plenty of targets he's getting plenty of opportunity both close and far down the field he looked really good and the beauty of it too is he's not coming off the field at all he has 100% route participation each of the past three weeks you know how we talked about what would this wide receiver room look like coming into the season between Zay Flowers Odo Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman like you and I we were on it we said Zay Flowers is going to be the guy because Rashad Bateman wasn't gonna be 100% right and Odo Beckham he's just not that guy right now and that's just what we've seen play out. It's Odell and Rashad Bateman fighting to be that number two. Neither of them have come close to establishing establishing themselves like Zay Flowers has. I mean, it's to the point where Nelson Aguilar is coming in. But none of them are costing Zay Flowers time. So he's clearly the top guy in this offense. He's been relatively quiet. Despite that utilization that I just talked about, he has yet to have a top 12 fantasy week on the season. Better days are coming. Now, he's come close. He's had a wide receiver 15 week. You know, he's getting the targets that he needs. He dropped a couple last week. It was tough. You know, if you're Zay Flowers' manager, that had you upset. But the next three weeks, three straight matchups against opponents in the top 10 for fantasy points allowed the wide receivers. You got Tennessee, who are allowing the seventh most, Arizona, the eighth, and Detroit, the tenth. These next three weeks, very good matchups. I I think that Zay Flowers, he's going to have his first handful of top 12 finishes coming up at least one of these games in the next three weeks
0: i'm 100 on board with you I, this is one of my favorite buys as well i'm glad you brought it up as we were you know planning for this for the show i mean i totally agree man all the peripherals are there we know that he's a very talented receiver so i'm with you man he was my number two wide receiver behind jsn coming into the nfl He's d- he's commanding right. the targets. He had a drop pass last week that you know could have had a bigger play. He had drop touchdowns like you know long touchdown. Like there are, there is a there are a lot of things that could have happened over the first five weeks that would make the um the view I guess on Zay Flowers completely different, right? And he could yeah, have came exactly. through on the ut- perception. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, Zach. Um, <laughs> the view, the view on Zay Flowers, the, perspe- yeah. the perspective, perspective. I love it. Um, that's why I keep you around. And also keep you around for takes like this, where Zay Flowers is definitely a screaming buy.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.